0: Ooh, exciting news. We're going live. Come check out my new Why Won't You Date Me live podcast experience on May 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I'll be announcing a special guest very soon. And if you can't make it, guess what? The broadcast, ooh, baby, will be available on demand for the week after. No, for a week, up to a week after. (laughs) Seven days after the 25th. You know, okay. Click the link in my bio for more details. Date me, why won't you date me? Please tell me why. Oh, baby, welcome to another episode of Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could shit in my hat and say I didn't do it. (laughs) My guest today has been in movies and TV, Happy Death Day, Mary and Jane, La La Land, and Utopia. It's Jessica Roth. Hi, 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 hi. Hi,
1: hi, hi. How are you today? You know, I'm great because this is definitely the highlight of my week. Like I put on makeup, I got ready. I was like, I have an event on this Saturday morning. Um, So, you know, in, in the times of the COVID, it's just so delightful to have face to face, even virtually (laughs) interaction with anyone who's not my husband and my dog. Like it's a big step for me.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. Although I did not put on makeup. I was too busy uh just <laughs> looking up Army is his name? Arnie Arnie
1: Hammer? Oh Army Hammers, cannibal man.
0: Yeah, so I yeah. haven't like been following it, but like I woke up, I was perusing Twitter and it was like he was dropped from his agency and his publicist. And I was like, for what? And then I dug slightly deeper and was like, oh, he's he's a cannibal? <laughs> and I mean, I don't mean to laugh because apparently he did more than that and like wasn't kind to people and yeah. abusive, but I was like, cannibalism in messages? Uh, Sir. Yeah,
1: and it's it's kind of a Saturday treat for you. I'm excited. It's almost like you're getting to binge watch the the drama of the past. I don't even know. I guess two weeks. I have no idea how long it's been going on for. It's it's been like
0: maybe two weeks because I like was going back and seeing other tweets, and then this one lady was like, "Ooh, shit's gonna hit the fan." A nice looking white man who got dropped by everybody, and I was like, (laughs) "Oh, what a
1: what a way to look at this." It is. I mean, I guess the the thing that's good about it is it shows that things that you say and do do have repercussions, which we just live in such Uh a weird world right now where it seems like that's not what's happening all of the time. Um, But everybody should just be nice to each other and not, Be crazy. I agree.
0: And then if it's like, if you do have a kink where you're like, I I would really like to message about like eating your toes. It's like, you got to ask that person if they're okay with receiving those messages.
1: Exactly. But because that's a big thing. I mean, I don't know much about um, kink culture, but I think that would be the number one rule, right? It's like, make sure that. I think
0: that is the number one rule.
1: You're like, that's not even a rule, Jessica. That is the rule.
0: Yeah, I think uh, because a while ago there was this lady who had this, she like walked into like maybe an earwan I think I'm saying that grocery store correctly. I, it, I have no idea. That, I know exactly like, what you're talking E-R- about.
1: I yeah. only went in once and I looked at a jar of almond butter and it was like $40 and I ran away because I was like, I just can't. I
0: can't. It's like this this can't be. What is this? Like straight up from the earth and someone <laughs> brought it. They walked it to the store and that's why it's forty dollars. <laughs> but uh this lady walked in with uh her submissive on a dog collar. And there was like a bunch of people there being like, oh, no. And then people were like, I love this. And then I like also retweeted that I loved it. And then someone was like, but the people there did not consent to watch their kink. And I was like, oh, Mm. how interesting. Uh, But then I was like, well, how do you like get around a public fantasy kink? I guess you
1: like you got to be like, hey, excuse me, can we have sex right in front of you? (laughs) 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 Excuse me, do you mind? I'm just gonna overhear like it's not in your way, but like we need you to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I am always it's one of the reasons uh, we were talking about this for a second before we started recording. I am such a huge fan of your podcast and just in life. And not only because you're brilliant and funny and so smart, but also because I learned so much from every single episode. Um, like I I genuinely learn new things. Like there you had the episode with um The sex worker. And I I learned more about sex work than I in that like hour than I probably have my entire life. Or even when you were talking with Tiffany Haddish about like mortgages and paying (laughs) off your home. I was like, this is like going to college. This is amazing. Well, I just think it's so wild that we send
0: people off into the world and we're like, figure it out. Yeah. As opposed to like sex education in schools being like here's like something you might enjoy. And there's a way to teach sex without being sexual. And then there's a way to teach finances without like, I mean, why not just spoon feed it to people? Like why? I feel like the older generation's like I had to learn. So they have to learn. It's like, well, if you learned, why don't you teach? So then like my dad, taught me like very loosely about money mm. and the thing that really stuck is once it's gone nicole <laughs> it's gone <laughs> so like that's how i live my life every yeah. purchase i make i'm like okay this is 50 dollars. once it's gone it's gone will i be okay with the 50 dollars gone and then usually the answer is
1: yes i need more croc charms oh All- hey listen my rule of thumb is if every time i use it equals a dollar Will yeah. will I have paid it off? And usually it's yes, or if every time I look at it, it brings me joy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, you know, a totally fine rule of thumb. But yeah, I it is insane the things that we just don't that you're expected to figure out on your own. My sister actually um is a sex education uh worker, that's not the word for it. But like she teaches te- te- yeah, she teaches sex education um through a clinic in Colorado. Uh, that's free for anyone under the age of 25. And it's been so amazing listening to her talk about the ways that she's trying to engage with younger people and teach them about sex and and help them to be open and make their own choices and be less judgmental. And the work that she does is really amazing. And I'm like, I play pretend all the time. (laughs) Slightly different, but we all have our own path. But I will say this. I do
0: think playing pretend is important because A, not everyone can do it. Yep. B, movies do bring people joy mm-hmm. and it is a nice escapism to be like, "Ooh, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch, you know, a good movie. Like I just watched that Denzel movie and I didn't know Jared Leto was in it. And I was like, Jared Leto, what are you doing here? And I got so excited. <laughs> so I don't know that movie brought me joy yeah. and I'm so glad they made it although the ending left a lot to be desired I won't spoil it but uh I got in trouble today for spoiling who went home on RuPaul's Drag Race because I tweeted at 2am about it I thought I waited long enough and the internet was like you did not imagine you were at work late at night and I was like I used to do shows at night I just yeah. stay off
1: Twitter that's that is that everybody just needs to learn a little self-control if you haven't watched it don't go on the internet Yes, like I don't go on on. like I I am now a proud used to be guilty proud watcher of The Bachelor I am part of Bachelor (laughs) Nation which is a horrible (laughs) thing to say but it's true (laughs) and if I haven't seen it I'm not gonna click on like oh my god shocking reveal like just don't look at it. Mm
0: -hmm. Have
1: some self-control. Yeah,
0: I just like stay off that little
1: internet or
0: if I'm like, okay, I'm going to venture on I just know that it's going to be ruined for me. Like, all the queens post their looks immediately after the East Coast, like, airing. So it's just like, oh, okay. Like, we're not going to even wait for the West Coast. I waited for the West Coast. I waited hours. It was 2 a.m. And I woke up to a bunch of people being mad at me. And I say,
1: I don't care. You were being very respectful. Because also, you want to share the joy. I The joy and the drama and the sadness. Right? You got to share it. Yes.
0: I was also watching this other documentary just to bring it back to sex, but it's called uh, sex. The untold story it's on Hulu. Ooh. And it was really interesting because it was like uh, the kinkier side of sex. And this one lady, I love her so much. She figured out that people would pay her to like, not get naked. Like she what? has an Amazon wish list. And people will buy socks from her, and she'll wear the socks. If you like, the more you pay, the longer she wears them. And she's like, I have really stinky feet. And I was like, Ew! Okay, but I mean, if that's your if that's your thing, that's your thing. And then she wears them, and then she sends them to, back to the men who bought them for her, and she makes money on it. And then she also, people will buy foot shavings from <gasps> her, and I was like, How did you figure that? That is
1: out? so specific. <laughs>
0: That right? is
1: so incredibly specific. I mean, I guess if it pops into your head at any moment, you it must be someone's kink somewhere. And right? if, it, if it gets you off, it probably gets them off too. I, mean, I don't even know if she
0: gets off on it. And the interviewer <laughs> was like, foot shavings. And I was like, lady, calm down. You probably, like, you know, petty egg your feet for free. Like, like I did it the other night. I got this little foot thing because... uh I don't know, I don't get pedicures anymore. Yeah. And then I was like, ugh, this foot dust is so gross. And then I was like, this lady bottles hers up and sends oh, it man. off. Oh, <laughs> man. It makes money. That's, I need to watch this documentary. I thoroughly enjoyed it. She's great. Her husband also does scenes with her and he's just tired. Oh, and she's married. She's married and he at one point is like, I wish my wife and I could have sex without having to make it a monetary thing. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if like my comedian friends feel the same way. They're like, I wish I could have a conversation without recording it for a podcast. <laughs> I laughed really hard about that thought when I was watching. I had to like pause it. It's really funny. Oh, and then. There's a male escort on it who I'm obsessed with. Yeah. His name is Troy. I follow him on Twitter and he messaged me. I'm going (laughs) to read you the message. So Troy, I do think, is in love with his mother. He might hear me say this. I don't know if he listens, but like he and his mother have a very close relationship. Yeah. She like helps him pick out the pictures he posts on his website That he uses to escort,
1: and I was like,
0: "That's a different kind of closeness." Uh, Like, I'm not saying it's like wrong that his mother knows about it, but I'm like, picking out pictures. That's that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I I would not have my if if that was my profession. I get weird even about having my mom help me pick out like headshots or audition tapes. Like, I can't (laughs) even go there, and it's not even the um being uh, sexually provocative. I don't Uh Maybe he's not in the photos. I don't know. I haven't seen them. Well, there's one where
0: (laughs) he's shirtless in the snow or his shirt's open, he's in the snow and he's wearing a cowboy hat. And she was like, oh, this one. He was like, yeah, because it's it's weird that I'm in the snow shirtless. And I was like, not only are they picking up pictures, he's like explaining these pictures to his mother. It made me... It brought me joy. This man brings me so much joy. His Instagram is so much fun. And I followed him on Twitter and then he messaged me. Hi. Hello, Nicole. Your follow today came as a, a welcome surprise. I'm familiar with your comedy work and I think you're wonderfully funny. I appreciate your support of escorts, especially appreciate your support of what I'm trying to do for women. And I was like, I do support escorts. I love what you're trying to do for women. Yeah. And then they show him on a date with a woman and it was so, it was interesting to me because I was like, oh, this kind of like destigmatized it for me if I ever decide to like, you know, pay for an escort or whatever. Yeah. But All they did was like pretend to be a couple. She like called him babe. She was like, babe, we've never made this before. And he's like, no, babe, no, we haven't. And I was like, Huh? And she's like yeah I've been seeing him for like a year da, da, da. and I was like oh this is like actually rather wholesome <laughs> like, yeah like they just like made dinner together and I was like this is so cute that this woman is paying for exactly what she wants and then he goes yeah. away and she doesn't have to go does he like me is he thinking about me it's like no he like he's going off to live his life and he'll think about you when you call and I was like this is good for some people yeah. I like
1: it it's what they want on their terms and on their time. And I think that's super empowering. And that's beautiful that he, that it's beautiful that he provides that service and provides the service that the women want, as opposed to providing whatever service he would want or think that the women want like that is, that's really lovely. It is lovely. But then, And there's one
0: scene where his mom is like, he's like, we got to get you into a house. You know, you're tired of all these stairs. And she's like, yes, but they're too expensive. And he's like, I got to make more money to buy my mom a house. And I was like, I mean, I guess that is a lot of kids' dreams, but it just sounds wild to be like, I'm escorting to buy my mom a house. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess I shouldn't laugh, but I like, it was just so funny to me. But then I was like, oh, I guess like that's what everybody does. They like try to work enough to make enough money to like, Buy their parrot something. It just happens to be he's escorting. I just love Troy so much. He
1: makes me oh, I love him. He sounds like a true gem of a human being. He is. I'm excited to see this cowboy picture. Oh, it's perfect. I feel like as a Colorado girl, it's gonna it's gonna do something. For I will
0: me. send you his website. I don't feel I feel <laughs> weird like saying it on the podcast because I don't want him to get like. But maybe that would be good for business. I just don't want him to have to like sh- like sift through joke stuff because people yeah. think they're very funny. <laughs> when- people do
1: think they're very funny. <laughs> and usually they're not. Yeah.
0: So honestly, if you Google the name of the documentary, in Troy, and if you're serious, you can find his website. I would say hit him up. He seems like a really he's I like him so much. That's
1: amazing. I hope that you guys get to have coffee one day. Oh, me too. Maybe I'll have him on the podcast. You should definitely have him on the
0: podcast. Oh my word! I certainly cannot afford his rate, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's he's rather expensive. I think it's like six hundred dollars for an hour, or like maybe three hundred dollars for an hour. Damn! Oh, maybe I'll spring for it. (laughs) Maybe he'll give me a (laughs) discount because it's virtual. Yeah. That seems right to me.
1: And it's and it's promoting his business.
0: It is promoting his business. And I've been trying to get more sex workers on because I think their lives are just so interesting. Also on this documentary, yeah. there was a woman who specialized in lactating. So she had a baby and she was, you know, breastfeeding. And then I guess mm. a client, they don't really explain how she got into her. I just, I assume a client asked if she was still lactating. She was yeah. like, yes. So now she just specializes in that. And I was like, Wow, what a beautiful little niche market you have there. And then yeah. one of her clients comes over and he's like talking about it, but then he gets like very not embarrassed, but I think he gets nervous. And then she at one point is like, we're done. And I was like, Oh, I like, I love that she like protected him in a way. I don't know. I was just like, I yeah. I I like things that humanize sex work in a way where it's like not all of it is dark and grim and like troubled some of it's like a treat some of it's a dream some of it's nice and
1: fun yeah well and I think that it's when you can see that they have genuine relationships with the people that they're working with and sometimes it's a one-off thing and it can Mm -hmm. still be lovely and wonderful but that a lot of them have ongoing relationships with these clients um and and that it services both people that it's not so one-sided because I think that a big Kind of stereotype around sex work is that it is incredibly one sided and it is incredibly the, the power balance isn't equal. And so I love when people stand up for what's right for them and but also provide a service and they're really proud of it. I think that's oh awesome. my God,
0: did you watch the documentary? Because one of the <laughs> girls basically says that, <laughs> really? Yes, she was like, it is not one sided, we do have a relationship. And I, yeah, that was I thought it was very elegantly put. How beautiful, you have a way with
1: words. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) I try, I try. I feel like through COVID, my way, it's it's like I'll have spurts of, being incredibly eloquent about like one thing and then it all just turns to dribble because Uh again I am only interacting with my dog and making like baby noises at him which is great but you know
0: yeah I it's so funny to go online and be like okay so a lot of people are just living they're just having a nice time and it's like I've been inside I do nothing I just don't want COVID, like selfishly, like I know it's like, oh, you can pass it by being asymptomatic, but I'm like, oh, I just don't want it. I have yet yeah. to see a fat person be like, I got it. I'm fine. I'm thriving. Like, where's Chris Christie? Like, he's not talking about how he's
1: thriving, you know?
0: like <laughs> And he got
1: money, so I'm going to stay inside. I- I think we should all stay inside, but I also don't think you need to compare yourself to Chris Christie. <laughs> I think that's not fair to you. Oh,
0: Chris Christie, oh, we're little
1: twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild, and in LA, it's just wild right now. And people just, I'm I'm just excited for when we get to herd immunity or vaccine mm-hmm. immunity or whichever one comes first. I'm excited to hug my friends. I can't wait to go to a wine bar and sit outside oh, and like. Boy drink a glass of wine. Oh, I can't wait to go like on a plane and travel somewhere and like, be very mm-hmm. like, even I'm like, I'll go to Utah. <laughs> I'll go to like Ohio. I don't care. Also like Italy and France.
0: I will not go to Ohio. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> but I think I'm going to keep wearing a mask on a plane because I have been wearing a mask regular regularly. Ooh, ooh, that word was hard. But I haven't gotten sick this year. Usually I get sick like twice mm. a year. I haven't gotten sick. Yeah, me too. And then usually when I get off the plane, I'm like a little under the weather for like a couple days. But I flew to Oklahoma in November to shoot something, truly for like a day. But I like didn't get sick and I felt great when I got off the plane and I was like, I think it's the mat. I think... I think they help a little bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that after the pandemic.
1: Do it. I yeah. mean we all have so many of them now. Yeah. Like I have so many masks. Yeah, I have
0: a ton.
1: I do think there are probably some good habits that will all emerge from this with some really bad Hand ones washing. also. Hand washing, uh wearing a mask, not getting up in people's faces when they don't want mm-hmm. you to. I've I rented a pottery wheel, oh! Uh, so I've been doing the pottery. Wait,
0: tell me about this.
1: It's amazing, Nicole. You would so love it. Is it at your house? It no. My husband uh, opened a woodworking school okay. right before COVID started, which was great timing. They're actually <laughs> doing fine. It's just been crazy because they run a business, but he also is so worried about numbers, so they shut down classes, and mm-hmm. they're trying to kind of be respectful but also not to go bankrupt um so I put the wheel in his wood shop for the first couple months of the pandemic because there was no one there and I had taken a couple classes there's an amazing pottery studio near my house called pot and I took like the first two intro courses so I knew kind of what to do Mm -hmm. but then I just got to go and futz around and make things with my hands which as you know is a creative like we we work so hard but you don't necessarily have like a tangible thing to show for your work at the end of the day so it's incredibly gratifying and i i'm better than i was i'm not good yet but i'm i'm trying to just become more consistent with my pottery throwing i love this also let's normalize not
0: Being good at everything. Yeah. I, because I pole dance because it's a tangible thing where I feel creative. I haven't done it since November because I
1: fell down my stairs. Bye bye. (gasps) I heard you hurt your foot through your podcast because I'm a stalker. Um, But how is it? Is your cast gone?
0: Cast is gone. So I've been in a boot. My boot is uh, essentially gone. So I can like drive again, walk again. I just have to wear the boot if I like get a job and I have to be on my like a foot for hours at a time. So I'm just in a compression sock right now. And I think and I did a little bit of yoga yesterday (gasps) and I was like, I think I might be able to do some like easy pull stuff. And I'm very excited to get back into it because like working with my hands or doing something creative doesn't, like, replace acting in stand-up, but it makes me feel better. And it's been a a real
1: journey from uh, the end of November to now not being able to do a thing. Oh, yeah. I've had those lulls even being able to do a thing, even being able to go use the pottery wheel. There have been times where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Everything is a trash fire right now. I'm so depressed, and I want to just sit on my couch and stare into space um just because man this past year has been crazy but i'm so glad that you're going to be able to go go back and pole dance your bliss away me
0: too and i had a skate gang but i don't think i'll be able to roller skate for a while mm. so i started a sewing club <laughs> <gasps> really <laughs> Yes,
1: my friend... are like uh, embroidery or...
0: Yeah, well, my friend Meatball, who is a drag queen, who I (laughs) keep talking about, I'm like, I already... Like, I texted Meatball a while ago, and I was like, I'm going to make you my best friend. Okay, deal with it. But um, (laughs) Meatball sews and has a sewing machine, so I asked her which machine I should get, and he told me, so I bought it, and then I was like, but I don't know how to use it. And then my friend Sashir also has a machine... So we're just going to, like, wear masks and learn how to make tote bags and learn the basics. (laughs) And I'm so excited about it. I love that. Because I was like, if we're inside for longer, or I could just take days to myself and alter clothes. And, like, it'll be a nice therapeutic thing to do with my little handsies.
1: My best friend and I have started tie-dyeing old bed sheets and turning them into bandanas for dogs. I love it. Yeah. She, um, it, it's my best friend, Alice, who actually is the one who introduced me to your podcast, but she, for her did birthday, I, meet Alice? I think you did, did she come to set on Delilah. Yes, you did meet her. She's, um, very she's sweet. amazing. She's super sweet. She is in casting, but also has many other interests and things <laughs> that she is amazing at, like being a wonderful friend and an amazing tie dyer. And Last year for our birthdays, we both were so sad and mm. out of whack. And I was like, I'm going to do a camp day. Like, let's just get some tie dye and go outside in my backyard and turn things bright colors. And it's stuck. And it's something that we like to do now, kind of like your sewing club. But it's like, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we have like a beautiful thing that I, that would delight a five year old, which is all I really aspire to. I,
0: Love that. And I feel like more adults should kind of not like dig and find your inner child. But like if you have a whim where you're like, "Ooh, I want to do this. I don't think anyone would want to literally text your best friend. They'll probably be like, yeah. yes, I'll do this thing with you. Yeah, especially the dumber, the better. That's my jam. Like whenever oh, someone has a dumb idea, I'm like, oh, that sounds stupid. Yes, let's fucking
1: <laughs> do that shit. That's probably what makes you an amazing like best friend and wing woman, because I think being a good friend is like 90 percent enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like 100
0: percent enthusiasm. I like boats and I went on vacation with my best friend and we were in Mexico and uh, she was like, do you want to ride in a speedboat? And I was like, yes, I want to ride in a speedboat. She was like, okay, I want to ride in a speedboat. So we signed up to ride in speedboats. And then they're like, you drive these speedboats. And we were like, what? <laughs> we don't know how to drive boats. But I was like, let's do it. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? And she was like, I'll do it. And it was <laughs> the scariest <laughs> experience of my life it was just these boats were so tiny and they were like come on we're going faster and I was like you have to go faster (laughs) and then when we got out we were like we almost died (laughs) but it was so much fun and I'm like so glad I supported the idea it didn't go we shouldn't do this because we we ended up being fine
1: yeah and now you have an amazing story see I I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to some things so usually I need a little prodding but mm. Alice is amazing with that where she'll prod me just enough that I'll be game for it um, but we've never ended up in a situation that I've regretted yet it could still happen it probably will it
0: could it's happen just- but honestly I don't think I don't think you're gonna regret anything fun that you do I don't
1: think so yeah after the COVID, we just got to go do all the things.
0: Yes. That's what I plan on doing. I plan on truly just getting wild. Like, I can't wait to be drunk in public again, <laughs> which sounds insane. Mm-hmm. But I like being, like, wine drunk and finding a new friend at a restaurant. Like, yes. I just I miss
1: people. I miss meeting random people or having random interactions with people who... I do not specifically set time aside to see or talk to. Mm-hmm.
0: Same. You know? Yeah, you just like run into people. Although yesterday on, or was this two days ago? I think, who knows? Days run together. But Nicole's <laughs> big day out. I went to the yep. doctor and <gasps> I could like finally drive myself there. So I drove myself there, okay. got out of the car, put my little boot on to cross the street. And this lady was like, did you have bunion surgery? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, What happened? So I told her what happened. She's like, ow, that seems harder than bunion surgery. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then literally everywhere I stopped, people had to talk to me. I was wearing rainbow pants. So like, maybe that's my fault. It was like a big color blocking colors. (laughs) So I think people were like in a hot pink shirt and people were like, I have to talk to this (laughs) very loud woman. Um, And then I got home and my neighbor was outside with her kid and she was like, hi, how are you? (laughs) why are you wearing a boot so then I had to tell her and then this old lady walked by and she's like hi I like your pants I was like thank you so much like truly everywhere I went people were like excuse me I have something to say (laughs) but like it felt nice it was nice to just like talk to people
1: and you gave people that gift yes thank you real quick
0: we have to take a break That's N U U L Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, Jessica, I have
1: a question. You are married? I'm married. How long have you been married? Um, we got micro wedding in September. So this month will be 5 months.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, what what on earth does micro-wedding mean? What is? <laughs> what is
1: so, what it means is we had a big old 180 200 Person wedding planned for last july dang which obviously did not happen because of the covid and eric my amazing wonderful husband and i sat down and we kind of thought it through and we were like okay we know people who were supposed to get married and have pushed their weddings Mm -hmm. and then we also know people who have eloped and like what version of this do we want to do and we decided we don't know when this pandemic's going to be over. And we we've been together a really long time. We have been dating at that point for almost seven years. And we were mm-hmm. like, we just want to get married. Um, but it also felt important to us to have the core people who really supported our relationship and have been like a big part of our lives throughout it present. So we I uh, whittled it down to a very a tiny COVID-friendly number, and we got married in my parents' backyard in Colorado oh, yeah. in the mountains. And it was like, honestly, it was so perfect. I wish we could have had a huge dance party, and everyone we knew there. And of course, I wish that our like <laughs> five guests that were there didn't have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. But I am so the day was just so perfect. I remember everything. I remember every conversation with every person because I wasn't like dealing with an entire 200 person Mm -hmm. party and worrying about the lights and the music. And like, if aunt Gertrude had found the place to sit, that was specially (laughs) designed for her. Like weddings are just so stressful, um, for so many people. And they tell you that, I think people told me that when I was planning. I was like, yeah, but I'll be different. And (laughs) planning wedding is the worst. Um, So I think we'll have a giant party. Once everyone is vaccinated, we're going to invite everyone and their mother and just have a giant party. (laughs) And I want everyone to get really drunk and just lick each other and hug and dance and sweat. But but the amazing thing is we were able to Zoom a bunch of people in. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Technology is amazing. It was great. Oh, that sounds sweet. I'm glad that you yeah. were
0: able to have your wedding and have, yeah. you know, uh, people there on Zoom, people there in person. Like it sounds sweet and safe and nice.
1: Yeah, congratulations! It was, it was really special. Thank you. Um, wow. I'm so I'm so happy about it. He is just the bee's knees. I like him quite a lot. So, He's very good.
0: sweet. I met him at the table read. You did. Uh, <laughs> he
1: thought, I don't know if you remember this, but you, I guess you guys were sitting together and there was a lull in the conversation. And then you turned to him and you were like, so I just learned that Jewish people aren't white. And he <laughs> <laughs> he still brings it up. And he thought it was the funniest thing in the world and he told me later and i was like yeah well i'm half jewish and i'm the whitest person i know so i i agree with nicole on her confusion of that point um but I yeah you- like everyone
0: who's ever met me <laughs> it's like you said something wild the first time <laughs> i met you that's so funny <laughs> there's
1: a wall and i was like hey so uh, <laughs> oh my god that's really funny <laughs> he and and eric i think eric is one of the funniest people i know he's not a comedian but i i find his humor and the way he looks at the world really delightful and he only thinks i'm funny when i'm not trying so for him to find someone who's a comedian who like actively Not you don't try to be funny. You just are funny because (laughs) you're a funny person. But but I think that like it's high compliments coming from him because he's he's a he could be a harsh critic.
0: Oh. Okay,
1: yeah. I love
0: it. He um told me about his accident with his finger. And yes. I can't even remember how it came up. I think I was just like, ooh, what happened? Do you mind? And he's like, I don't mind. And I was like, oh, no, that sounds awful. And he's like, I'm fine, though. And I was like, ah, yes, if you are calmly telling me that you are fine, you're fine.
1: Yeah, he, he really, that happened. So we dated, we met in New York. Um, we met through my ex. Which was its own. Cousin. Wait, how does that happen? So I was dating a narcissistic sociopath. Um, you know, one of those okay, ones. Okay, so a good fun roller coaster time. It was, it was really healthy for me. Um, I felt really good about myself all the time <laughs> when I was around him. Uh, there were no like weird sexual encounters that were scarring. Like mm-hmm, it was, it was, course, a, it was a ball. Um, but. But I mean, ultimately, I hope this human being who is married now, like I I hope the best for him. I Mm -hmm. hope that he is in a better place. I think also, ultimately, we just weren't supposed to be together. Um, But so Eric, my current husband and this person were up at a place called Williamstown, which is like a theater festival thing together. And so I met Eric when I was going up there and we just became really good friends. And I, I do have, I, or not anymore. I had a tendency to date my friends. So we became really good friends and the um, narcissistic sociopath broke up with me uh, because I confronted him about cheating on me. And so oh. he, yeah, it was one of the, it was good. And he
0: was like, okay, so maybe I cheated, but you got to go.
1: Yeah. It, and I believe that was the sad thing is at the time I believed it. Like I, I believe that I was the person who had mm-hmm. messed up. Our relationship and the situation, and I was desperate for him to uh kind of see that the error in his ways and that I I was the one for him. Thank goodness that is not what happened. But Eric and I over the next year became really close. And there was just this day where we were hanging out in his apartment and we were gonna go meet up with friends, and he said something, and I turned to look at him, and my like eyes turned into heart shape emojis. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my god, I'm in love with this person. But it can't be because it's complicated with my ex and I got to go. And so I avoided him for two weeks. And then we both admitted to each other that we had a little crush and we dated for a couple months. But I had decided I was going to move to L.A. So we dated long distance while I was living in L.A. for almost five years, which was
0: brutal. Damn. Yeah. That's so long. How did you like make the relationship work? being long distance for five whole years. That's a long time.
1: It's a really long time. We made an effort to see each other every month, two months. Like we tried not to let more than three months go by. And we were lucky that at the time between the jobs I was booking and like his work, we were able to do that. But honestly, it was a lot of communication, Uh, (laughs) a lot of fights. I, I truly think in some ways for us, the distance was a really healthy, helpful thing in our relationship because I'm a big person for like, whatever you're doing, I'll jump on and like your Mm. friends are my friends and I can, I don't have to do my stuff. Like I'm so, and was so eager to kind of just completely osmosis into whoever, whether it was a friend or a boyfriend, whatever, that, that I was like, your life is definitely more exciting than mine. Let's forget my life that me living in LA by myself, but being in this relationship required that I really find out what I wanted to do and who the people I wanted to spend time with were. And I could go out with my friends, but not worry about like trying to find a guy. Like it, mm-hmm. it just ended up being a really, um, a really healthy, I think growing experience for me personally um, but yeah, long distance sucks. I'm so glad we're not doing it anymore.
0: <laughs> I fucking love that. Like what a, how old were you? Do you
1: mind me asking? Is, no, wait, is your age was, out on the internet? It is on the internet. Oh, okay. Um, it's only on the internet because it, it, at one point I was listed as being like 48 and, <laughs> and someone went on to cha- which I thought was really funny because I was like, Obviously I'm not. And this was like years ago. It wasn't even now. It was years ago. And then they went and changed it and they put my real birthday up. And then we all freaked out because heaven forbid, I freaked out as well. It wasn't even a free one. But like people are so weird about age, especially for women in this industry. And unfortunately, it it's like typecasts you out of stuff, which mm-hmm. it just shouldn't. And it's I think it's total bullshit
0: it's fucking rude and then yeah IMDB refuses to remove your birthday yeah and I think it's like it's like age discrimination in the workplace because they can yeah. just look up how old you are on IMDB and then go oh she can't play 18 she's 30 and it's like yeah but you were like looking at me for it
1: yeah so... and you you obviously and also because there are 18 year olds and I don't think I should play 10 anymore but there are 18 year olds Who look older than me. Yes.
0: I mean, there is a whole group of Kylie Jenner's who look like they're 40 when they're actually 20 and a lot of 40 year old, like the girl. Ah, shit. Uh, One of the girls from high school musical, not the Tisdale, not the Hudgens, the one who wore headbands. I can't remember her name, but she's like, she's 40 now and looks like she's 20. And I'm like, Guys, age is truly nothing. Like, you have to like, yeah. let it fucking go. Yeah, that's why I asked. I was like, God forbid I, like, age out you on this podcast, and then it's everywhere?
1: No, it's it's out there. <laughs> um, I think when we started dating, when I moved to LA, maybe I was like, I don't even know the numbers. I'm gonna miss, but like 25. Oh, okay. So I had been through, but also the guy I had dated before was, like, the only real adult dating relationship i had been Mm -hmm. in and i had dated him for almost three years three or four years and then when we broke up i did a couple months in new york of like i'll date anything that moves and i (laughs) like went on blind dates and i asked people for number at the numbers at the bar like i was just like i just want to have experiences you were going through
0: it wait i've never been on a blind date Do you just like show up and then like ask around? Be like, are you my date? Are you my date? How does
1: a blind date work? We did the thing where we were like, he was like, I'm wearing an orange shirt type of Mm, thing. Okay. I played by the blind date rules and I did not look up this person because we were set up by a friend. And I -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to Google him. I I want it to be a blind date. I want that experience. And he totally had Googled me. And I was Mm. like, then... I I get it but also like where's the fun like let's have it be totally mysterious right yeah
0: i try okay when I go on a date with someone, I don't Google. I like. I just like will find their Instagram. And be like, what do you look like in different pictures? So like, I know what you look like when I see you. But I yeah. try not to like find out too much information. That's yeah. for when we start dating, and then I will find your ex girlfriend to see if she looked like me or better. Uh, and I will find out who your <laughs> friends are.
1: So when I get to meet them, I already know what they're telling me. Yeah. Well, you have to. It's like I have to like you enough to warrant the amount of time I'm going to spend virtually stalking you Mm -hmm. like that's just it I have to be invested in some some way Uh because time is money but time is money who proposed to who you proposed to me I was actually completely surprised only because we were in a we still are in a really good place. <laughs> we were in a good place, we, and now we're, we're in not a good place. Now we're not. I don't like him, but uh... I don't like him. We're married. <laughs> um, we we were just in such a good place that I wasn't thinking about it. Um, I knew he was my person. I knew that I wanted to spend the rest of my life or a significant amount of time with him. We. You know, it's nice. We have very similar kind of life goals mm-hmm. and things that we want. And so I knew that all of those things matched up. And honestly, I had known that from back when we were friends. Like, I think it's one of the reasons that we ended up dating and that distance even worked is because we knew that the visions we had for our lives were very similar in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um, but so he, my grandmother had passed away, and I had inherited her wedding ring. So my mom had kind of like sneaky, not so sneaky, gone up to him at Thanksgiving and been like, Hey, so if you want the ring, it's yours. Like if you want to propose with this ring. And he was like, I was actually going to ask you about it. So he did it on new year's Eve of 20, I guess it would be 2018. Um, and my whole family was in on it and he proposed in the woods behind my parents' house, very close to where we ended up getting married. And he made a a ring box out of a piece of an aspen tree and put it in there. And our dog was there and he had like hot chocolate hidden. It was so cute and very personalized for me, which I think is what makes a good proposal. Mm -hmm. Um, And we both cried a lot. And he apparently was super nervous. I was nervous too, because I... I was pretty sure I knew what was happening. Um, So I just started asking him really dumb. I was like, what TV shows did you watch when you were a child? Like I just (laughs) verbal vomiting and like talking about salute your shorts for no reason. (laughs) It was very silly, but it was, it was incredibly special. And I feel very lucky to have found him. He is a very good kind of balance for me he balances me out which is nice
0: I love this does he have
1: any friends or siblings for me Uh, he does not have any siblings all of his friends at the moment are in relationships Mm. or people that we just wouldn't even (laughs) bother sending your way because (laughs) there's a real reason that they're single yeah that's the answer that I get
0: Almost every time I ask somebody, they're like, yeah. Everyone's either married or they're single for a reason and they're bad. Nice friend, but bad at dating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he because he's 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 a New York boy, but he also is a Texas boy, which is one of the reasons he got he has the sweet manners, but also means that everyone he went to high school with was married when they
0: were like mm. eighteen. Yep. They like immediately left high school and was like, "Babies in marriage. That's what we gotta do.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: not my jam that's so wild to me
1: I'm I'm surprised by that Nicole that you didn't that's not what you wanted
0: um uh, try to believe this uh, hang on to your hats but I'm not looking for kids in a marriage I just truly couldn't imagine a child like making my house sticky I would be so upset yeah. to be like you did this and I can't like ask you to leave you know it's like <laughs> <See>? <laughs> you make a mess and then I have to clean it
1: I'm actually excited for it because I'm excited to laugh at dumb shit my kids do and also to (laughs) laugh at them when they're being assholes, but you have to pretend that you're mad because you're Mm -hmm. like, I have to, I have to show you this is bad, but then you get to go into the closet and laugh. My mom used to tell, (laughs) she did that all the time. She would hide in her car and listen to NPR um, when she was maxed out by us. I I didn't discover it until years later. I like that.
0: But I think that's incredible to be like, okay, these fucking kids, I've had it. This is not fun for me. This is awful. I'm going to just sit in my car and have a nice time by myself.
1: Yeah. Everybody needs a timeout. I agree.
0: Um, I have another question about your relationship.
1: Yeah. So who said
0: that I would like to be in this relationship first? Like who like when i feel like when you date there's like a little period where you're like i don't really know what this is i don't know if this is like serious when did it become serious yeah that's such a good question or was it serious like right no, at the job it, w-
1: it wasn't it was not because he made it very clear he was like i don't want to be in a relationship we probably shouldn't even be dating each other i he had gotten out of a serious thing not long before and needed some time. And I was like, oh, totally. I don't want anything serious either, which was a complete lie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool being super casual. And I had to have the first conversation of my adult life where I was like, hey, so, um, I mean, I know we're not it, like together, together, but are you sleeping with other people? Mm-hmm. And if you are, are you being safe? Cause I just need to know for me and I, I had never. Because I had only been in committed relationships. I had never had that conversation, which of course everyone should feel empowered to have, but I was Mm -hmm. very nervous about it. Um, but I think when our relationship, I guess it was me because we, um, I had decided to move to LA and I was supposed to come back and visit him. And we were like, kind of together, but not, but I booked a job in new Orleans Mm -hmm. And so I was supposed to fly from Colorado. I actually don't know if my parents know this story. So they may be figuring this out on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was supposed to fly from Colorado to New Orleans. um, But I told my parents they had booked my ticket out of New York and I couldn't change it. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to New York and then go to New Orleans, like New York for 24 hours. And then Uh New Orleans, because I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to tell Eric that I love him. I'm just going to do it because uh-huh. I love him and I have to see him. And so I flew to New York and told him that I loved him and then like got on a plane and went to New Orleans the next morning. And and it was delightful. Luckily, he said it back because that would have been a big gesture. <laughs> he was like, yeah, about that. No, yeah. and a real
0: financial hit for you to be like, Okay, so I booked this ticket to New York, I'm gonna say I love you, and he's like, mm, Sorry about it. And you're like, Okay, cool, that was <laughs> especially if you flew well, first
1: class. My
0: god,
1: I did not. I mean, luckily, I already had the New York ticket booked, I just mm-hmm. didn't change it, which I could have done. And I, uh, I see, to I see, I see, parents. <laughs> but yeah,
0: um, maybe that's the key to it because I keep. I'm like trying to figure out because every time I've told a man that like I like them and I'd like mm-hmm. this to be a thing, they are like, huh? Okay, actually, no, no, thank you. Goodbye. So then I came up with this theory that I would die before I told a man how I feel. And I was working with John Cena, who is one of the nicest, kindest, like intuitive people I've ever met like he's very intuitive to people um, that's amazing yeah and it was like I didn't know what to expect I was like oh he's like a very famous person who's like a, who, a former wrestler I was like and he's like muscly uh, we might not get along but then I like just we would talk for hours and not hours like but like in between setups and stuff it would just be like wow we're really getting into this but he was like Nicole you have to tell a man how you feel you can't just play a game where you're waiting for them to say what they want to you. If they don't want to be with you, you have to get out of it. You're worth it. And then I was like, is John Cena going to make me cry on the set of Wipeout? And <laughs> <laughs> luckily she didn't cry, but uh, maybe the key to telling a man how you feel is, Going, I love you,
1: and then getting on a plane and leaving. <laughs> yeah, he got to think about it on his own. I, because I, I did like a big mic drop. I didn't even think about it at the time, but it was, it was like the biggest mic drop there ever, there ever was. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a big advocate for telling people how you feel because I'm also a super squishy feely person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I do think, because like I said, when Eric and I first started dating, he was very upfront about like. I'm not interested in a big thing. I like you a lot, but mm-hmm. like, this is just a fun thing. Um, so if I had told him I loved him, then it probably wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, who knows?
0: I. How long were you together before you said, I love you?
1: A couple months, at least. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe almost. We had known each other for at least a year and a half. And we had been dating for maybe, we started dating in the summer and I told him in like November, Okay. November, December. But yeah, I don't know. Relationships are hard. They are. It just is true. And navigating them initially is really tricky. And I, I think with any other human in the world than Eric, I would have never made it through five years of long distance. I just got lucky mm-hmm. that I decided to do that with the person who ended up being my person. And that we were both willing to work for it, you know? You're also, like, just
0: a cute couple. You're just, like, two nice people. Because when I met him, I was like, oh, he's so nice.
1: And when I met you, I was like, oh, she's so nice. <laughs> Everybody's so nice here. We're very nice and wholesome. We'll probably end up, like, living in a treehouse in Portland somewhere, like, feeding birds and making <laughs> pottery and, like, making things out of wood and,
0: you know. I mean... The longer I'm inside, the more I'm like, I think I'm okay with that. Like not being super busy all the time and taking time for myself. My therapist was like, we're going to long for parts of this pandemic. And I was like, get real, Mary. But then like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I will miss like the lulls because I'm not built for like that. Like when work starts, like I love working. But like yeah. I think in the future I'll be like, well, let me take like a week for myself or a weekend or something and do something solely for me. I want to try pottery.
1: You really should try it at pot. I don't know if they have classes back yet. I mean, I'll teach you. I'm a bad <laughs> teacher, but No, I think that's such a good it's something we should all keep in mind cuz I'm the same way. I love working and I get like work blinders on. Mm-hmm. And you especially I-, I don't know if I realized until we were on set together, I was like, oh shit, Nicole is like producing her life. I think stand up comedians have to be like their own producers because you're writing your own material, you're booking your own stuff, you're dealing with your schedule, you also are doing like your podcast, nailed it, and like a million different things. And you are the producer of your own life. And I think a lot of creatives are. And so it's hard to not always have something on your to-do list that Mm -hmm. feels pressing and feels vital, especially when you've hustled so hard to get where you are. But I do think it's so self-care is so important. And I'm, I'm preaching to the choir and I'm saying the, not that I'm saying the words that I should be saying to myself Mm -hmm. because I'm like yesterday, I I just finished. I I wrote the first script I've ever written, which was very scary.
0: Congratulations. It's fucking hard, man. it's really hard Like you get an idea and you're like oh my god there's going to be a treat it's going to flow out of me and then you get in front of your computer and you're like "Mm, what's a word I don't know what's dialogue how do I write these people different than the way I speak
1: yeah and how do I like move plot along but not make it just about plot and Uh it needs to have layers and be funny and approachable for more than just me like Mm -hmm. I want more people than just me to enjoy this Um, it's so hard I have so much respect for anyone who's ever written anything, whether or not it's ever been like produced or published or what, like good for you. Cause man, it's so hard. But so I, I finished and we're kind of in an in-between place with it. And yesterday I was in, I was just like, I did like yoga in the morning and worked out a little bit and like walked the dog. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my day? And it really freaked <laughs> me out. And I told Eric when he came home and he just like, that's okay. You can be mm-hmm. okay with the fact that you did nothing and I was like, but then what have I done? Like I'm I'm so I'm not cut out for it. But it's good practice.
0: It is. Uh have you worked any during COVID?
1: No, other than writing this script. I have not I have not been on a set. I have not um done like I've done like on tape auditions. Mm-hmm. Uh but I I would love to be on a cartoon because I'd love to do some voiceover because that that's feels f- safe and fun. Uh, yeah uh, that's I've been I do
0: what cartoon is it oh Boss Baby I've been doing <laughs> I
1: play I play this very aggressive <laughs> little baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> my favorite thing that I've learned all day. And probably the only reason I will ever watch Boss Baby. And she's really
0: funny. So, like, when I watch the animation to, like, my voice, I'm like, this is, what a treat. Uh, And that's, like, the the one consistent thing I've been doing. And at first I was like, yes, voiceover, da-da-da, we could do it at home, did it at home. They were like, your sound was bad. So then I had to go to the studio and... I it's like it's a little stressful because I like you wear a shield you have your temperature taken there's like hand sanitizer everywhere and you're like I could get it here I don't know but like they take the precautions but like it's been it's stressful it like adds a layer of this like insanity to this already very insane thing that we do
1: yeah well I have friends who are on set right now and they're like it's just weird because everything is so separate and sterile. So like people aren't allowed to like sit and hang out between takes. No, everybody has to go to their own little bubble room. And like, that's one of my favorite parts of working is getting Uh to know new people and shooting the shit and being grumpy that lunch has been pushed, but we're all in it together. (laughs) Like, like doing, you know, having that kind of communal experience, which I don't know if we're going to be able to have for a while yeah, that's
0: a bummer one of my favorite things is the morning when the trailer has like songs playing and there's like four yeah. people getting going through the works as they say in hello. <laughs> um and then I really love the vans when like everyone is yeah. packed in a van and it's like that's gone those two things are gone and then like my friend Michelle she put on her Instagram, she, like, literally... You know those, like, stadium bubbles that you can get when you go to, like, a sporting event? It's, like, a oh, yeah. encasement for the rain. She sits yeah. in that between takes because <gasps> it's, like, well, I'd rather not just be breathing the same air as people, and I'd love to have my mask off, and the way I can have my mask off is if I am in my own contained place. Yeah. And I was, like, dang, it's changed so much. Yeah, like, I miss, like, shooting the shit with, like, like a... Like the camera operators, like you can't get too close to them anymore. And I love asking questions. So let's move away from COVID talk. okay? when the world is open back up, which will be at the end of this year and 2022 is going to get wild. What advice do you have for me to meet someone who's a nice, kind person?
1: I mean, I wish I had a formula for it. I feel like mine was a fluke. And the weird thing is, I'd be like, date one of your friends because that's <laughs> what I did. And it was delightful. But I guess maybe what I mean, maybe the advice behind the note behind the note, the advice behind the advice is like, it, it's more for me, it was more about finding someone that when I'm just bored and my most boring self, I still enjoy being around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still enjoy being around me. And and I don't know how you find those people other than like, through. like I'm amazed listening to like you talk about dating apps and my sister's on dating apps. And it just sounds so intense and exhausting. And I, it, it sounds like there's just pressure on it. So I don't know, maybe, maybe just hang out with a lot of friends and have all your friends bring more friends and friends of friends of, <laughs> friends, of friends of friends so that it's like, no, no pressure, but I don't know. I wish I knew. It's okay.
0: You don't have to know. Nobody really knows. Uh, There's this thing on Instagram. I don't know. Like Instagram keeps serving me things that I'm like, I don't know if I needed to see this, but it was like you'll be ready for a relationship when you have zero expectations as to what a relationship is or how to get into a relationship. And I was like, you stupid Instagram post. I guess that's true. I hate this.
1: Yeah. Well, here's one thing I will say when Eric, when, when my eyes turned into heart emojis and I realized I was in love with Eric, I was dating fools. I was like in that period of life where I was like, I'm just going to date people who there's no way I'd ever be in a relationship with because I just want the experience of it. And I was dating this like crazy British guy at one point who, um, was like, as you would think, living in New York, like such a player. He Mm -hmm. was like a British actor who worked as a bartender. So definitely Mm. he slept with everyone on the island of Manhattan. But I didn't care because I was like, whatever. So I guess there were no expectations. I I think I just got lucky. (laughs) I think I I just got really lucky that I I found someone whose weird lines up with my weird, you know? Mm. I love it.
0: And I want it for me. It's going to happen. I'm claiming it.
1: I think it's definitely going to happen. I think that like a lot of people will have gone through so much soul searching during this time and people are going to come back out into the world, knowing what they want and ready to seize it. And I think there is that man or woman or human out there for you who is going to be like Nicole Bayer, That's what I want. I'm going to seize it. Jessica, I
0: knew I liked you. I like you even more. <laughs> what a treat to hear. You are truly so kind and so nice. And I think I told you this when we worked together. I was like, I think you're so talented. And so it oh, was fun to you. watch you. So like, there, you know the scene where you're in the funeral... And it's like right before they roll the body out. I can't remember what you actually do in the scene, but it was like really fun to watch you snap into character. And it's one of my favorite things to watch people do because you would be talking and then they'd be like, action and then you like really snap into it. And it was just fun to watch, which is Bro. like a dumb thing to say to an actor. I like how you
1: like I like how you act. I love that that means so much to me. and I'm so sad that show didn't get picked up because I have to tell you, The talk, the like discussions around your character. And when we finally, I can't, I think it was Kirker who had the genius idea to like bring you in, or maybe it was casting. It was probably everybody because everyone loves you. But I was like, Nicole is 150% the person I would make up in my mind (sighs) to be my best friend. Like, anyone with any semblance of a brain that is what would happen and you are just so effortlessly funny and fun and charismatic and fun to watch but I, I i i love talking with intelligent talented people and getting to know them and i'm just excited for us to find the next thing but that's not a weird compliment honestly i would
0: love to cuz that um that audition was one of like uh the easiest i've had to do I think I only hit a Cohen twice, which is like a, a very few amount for some projects. But uh, we like improvised in the first audition. And then the second one, we improvised a little bit more. And I was like, ooh, this is fun. I like this. This was easy. And I think like, when I left, I was like, OK, that was fun. Bye bye. <laughs> like a complete weirdo. But I was like trying to be truthful to be like I feel silly and like I can you know be myself because yeah like the room allowed for it sometimes you go into rooms and they're very cold oh my god I've been told. sometimes
1: it's like it's it it, it is that thing that it's like how does anyone think this is going to help anything that's happening
0: yes And uh, I've been told on more than one occasion, it's like, um, so the writer's going to see this tape. Can you just stick to the script? And I'm like, (gasps) yes, I can. But I did change a couple of the words just to make it sound like it's coming out of my mouth. Otherwise, you're going to say to me, make this sound more natural. And the way that I make things sound more natural is I add a little thing to it. But I I get it. Some writers are very precious with their words.
1: Yeah, but also... It's like when you're hiring frickin Nicole Byer and you ha- <laughs> like when look at the resources that you have and utilize them correctly. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, it's like, no, no, the products that you are engaged with. And it doesn't mean that you as an incredible performer can't an actor can't like do the lines that they're written. But it's almost like, why would you limit people that way? I don't know. Especially when it's comedy.
0: Yeah. But like when it's on. comedy, it's like, well, you hire a funny person to like add to it. Like imagine telling Casey Wilson she can't do like a like a fun thing she added to the end of a line. It's like, you can't like you then you just don't want funny. Jason Manzikas yeah. and I were doing something Oh, I think it was nailed it. They had asked him to do this was like the the second time he was on the show. They'd asked him to do something but like bring it down a little and he went, Oh, okay, so you want it not funny? And it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Because I was like, yeah, if he brings it down, it's going to be less funny. But he just like said it out loud. And I was like, Jason, you're one of my favorite fucking people.
1: That's amazing. That must be such a fun show to just like bring your friends on and fuck around and eat some really questionable food.
0: It is fun. I do enjoy it. Jacques is truly like a student of the world because he'll be like, Nico, teach me how to tell a joke. So I taught him how to tell a joke. And then he'll tell jokes that sometimes... (laughs) because i was like you have a setup you have a twist kind of and a punch and a button and then he was like okay so sometimes he'll tell like the twist and the button and you're like wait what and then he'll be like (laughs) and then he'll tell you the idea of what he was going you're like oh okay well if you word it like this jock and he's like nico you cannot fix all my jokes he i love him so much okay well jessica we have made it to the end uh do you have anything you want to promote
1: I think people should get the vaccine. (laughs) Um, I I respect and understand people's caution if it's not right for you. I get it, but also if you are healthy and um, able, you know, it's it's been tested by science, and mm I I I know a lot of people, a lot of my family is in healthcare, and a lot of people I know have gotten it, and they're doing just fine yeah maybe that's not a fair thing to say I don't know is that a I, weird thing to I don't say? think
0: it's a weird thing to say I think people should get the vaccine because if you eat American cheese you don't know what the fuck's in American cheese it's not <laughs> real you can get the vaccine if you've done any sort of drugs in your life you don't know what's in them you yeah. can get the vaccine we eat so much pesticides and bullshit that I'm like yeah You saying that you don't know what's in the vaccine is literally insane to me because you eat oranges when they're out of season. How do you think they keep those oranges readily available to you? You're eating year old oranges that have been uh, deprived of oxygen and put in a big old tank. Yes, I watched a documentary. So I think it's a good thing to promote. Also, I'll promote this for you. Watch Happy Death Day to you.
1: It is such,
0: Or is it just Happy Death Day?
1: There's both. There's Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you, which mm. is the sequel.
0: Yes. Well, watch the first one first and then the second one. If you uh, you'll watch the second one cuz the first one I truly had such a good time. It was like Thank it's you. funny and it's like <laughs> gruesome and it's it's just really fun. I enjoyed it. And the second one's just as good.
1: I love it. Thank you. So that's
0: what I'm going to promote for you. Oh, you.
1: oh, you know what? I there is something I should promote actually, which is I had a movie come out during the COVID at the end of last year. Um it is available on all of the places you can stream things. It's called All My Life. It's a real good tearjerker. Um it's me and Harry Shum Jr. and it's based on a Ooh. real love story. It's all about love. It's a good it's a good like curl up with your girlfriends over Zoom, I guess cuz we can all be together and get some Oreos some, and some wine and, like, cry. Harry
0: Shum Jr. is very hot. Yeah. Ooh, baby. What a treat.
1: Yeah. Oh. And his wife is also stunning. Yes. Shelby is stunning and so cool. And as a result, they have, like, the most beautiful baby that's ever been born. Like, she is actually. And they have
0: this, like, adorable dog. Like, they're yeah. such An adorable couple. They're all so sweet. Well, I guess I could spend all day gushing about couples, but I can't. We got to go. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it. You can rate it. You can subscribe. You can give me a five-star review. If you write something uh, where you're hitting on me in a nasty way, I will read it. This person, it's not even a submission. He just tweeted at me. At Nicole Byer, you single? And then he like linked a tweet to it that says, I eat butt, period. So truly, if you uh, send me any fun thing, I will read it. Let's see if I can find another one. I'm sure I have another one. Ooh, this one's long. Okay. Hey, Nicole, believe it or not, it's the seventh straight male who listens to your podcast. And boy, do I have a dick for you. And by dick, I mean a thick 10-inch dick with a gift bag on it that says to Nicole, once you unwrap this quarantine gift, I'll bend you over your motorcycle and pound you so hard. It'll make you say, is that my theragon? No, it's my, I mean, your big old honking dick. I'll grab those little titties of yours. (laughs) <laughs> for structural support as we continue to fuck as I turn your uh, tee hee hees into oh whoa woes <laughs> at that moment you'll have an absolute treat of an orgasm as you squirt all over your leopard print flats yes you've been wearing them the whole time and then we'll get into your jeep and head out for some tacos and beer because we earned it truly a dream honestly just a dream I lied I'm just another gay man who listens to this podcast? <laughs> I honestly got so excited. I was like, maybe that's gonna be my boyfriend. I was
1: excited for you. Oh uh,
0: boy! What a tease! What a tease! Well, that's it. Bye bye. Because you you didn't ask me if I would date you. Oh shit! Okay, did you stop recording? Me?
1: No. Okay, great. Yet.
0: Jessica, you <laughs> actually don't even cut this part out, Marissa. <laughs> Oh boy. It's I forgot really to ask. Jessica, I oh my god. This is what happens when I take gaps in between recording. I just like forget what I'm supposed to be doing. Jessica, I've missed it with I think two or three people, but you caught it. Would you date me?
1: I think maybe the reason you missed it is because you know the answer, Nicole, <laughs> which is a resounding yes. But truly, I it's I was talking with a, my friend about this before and she was like, "Jessica, you are the straightest person I know. And I was like, I know, but Nicole is funny. She's beautiful. She's smart. I wouldn't need to be funny. Like, you would be the funny person in the relationship. There would be no pressure on me. And y- you like cooking and learning new things. And I think it would be a delight. Oh,
0: thank you. Honestly, I'm glad that you reminded me because I love that answer. <laughs> okay, now we go, baby.
1: This has been a Team Coco production.